The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, some situations are just too tragic to have (laughs) heroes, and this is one of them. We have reached the end of season two. And well, I thought who's you were trying hero? to say who I thought you were trying to say this podcast is too tragic. To yeah, no, this pod, oh, uh, this, this podcast, it? who's the hero? This singular podcast is so tragic mm-hmm. that there is no hero because we've no. reached the end of Pacey's Pond. I know. Season two of Dawson's Creek. Part it's of done. me is like devastated that we're done with season two. A part of me is like so thrilled we still have so much more to go through. So it's kind of like mixed bag. I don't know. How are you feeling yeah. about it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, we're going to have our recap next episode for yeah. season two. So we're going to get into all the thoughts then. How I'm feeling. I'm feeling fine. Um, there's a lot of like unknowns. Yeah. Um, I thought this episode was like freaking crazy because n- like everything happened and nothing that I expected to happen happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, you so, were like all about they're doing it. They're having sex. Break out the condoms. It's happening. I mean, it's the title is parental discretion advised. Yeah. What, 
I still don't even understand the, the title. Um, parental dis- discretion. Oh, because parental discretion, because Joey's dad was like trying to keep secrets and shit. But you can see how I got tricked. Oh, no, I'm not saying you were wrong to guess that. I just yeah. think what you guessed versus what we got, the, dis- the di- what is it, dis- discrepancy? Dis- no, disparate. You know what I mean? Disparency? Is that a word? Because that's what I was going to say. Disparency. Yeah, the disparency. It doesn't sound like a word. It's one of those things where you say it enough times, it doesn't sound. Anyway, the difference between what you guessed and what we got, I think, is very funny. It has Disparity is a word. Maybe it's that. No, wait. Discrepant? No. <laughs> Disp- no, dispensary. Dispensary? No, that's not, that's not oh what we're my. looking for. Parental Dis- discretion advised? Who? Disparity. <laughs> everybody is screaming at us i'm picturing people like riding on a train to work with their earbuds and like it's this word you idiots like i can just i can hear it happening sorry everybody i'm sorry it's it's been a long day okay like desperate's a word because i'm desperate discrepancy is a word because there's a lot of discrepancy the disparity disparity yeah that's it then okay we did it congratulations to us Welcome to our literally, English class. Literally oh, kill me now. Such an idiot. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Just don't look at any more words. What did you do? Nothing. Okay, good. Anyway, um, so how's your week been? What's life like? We don't do the bants anymore. Should we do the bants first or the 90s nightcap first? Because we, we should bants more. Bants. Does everybody hate me when I say bants? I don't think so. Okay. Um, Love Island. Not Love Island. The other one. Uh, too hot to handle told oh. us all about the bands yeah love a good band um every, i mean like things are fine uh i mean i guess we haven't been talking about what we're up to because uh, like our lives are boring i don't know like there's not much going on <laughs> i mean usually at least we mention like what we're watching and stuff like oh, people okay. should watch white lotus i think we talked oh no me and you talked about that i don't remember if we mentioned it on the podcast but we like didn't. people I should watched, watch that show it's very yeah, good i like I, I liked white lotus um what else am i working on um i'm working on you watch never have i ever and you really never liked have it I ever i, I did as well it in a couple of days oh same two days and i was done yeah same thing i'm kind of working on friday night lights how is that going i fell off i think in season two so i'm on episode three so i'm really far into it um <laughs> Like, it was boring up until episode three, and I think episode three is where things start to get, like, a little spicy. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll see. We'll see. I, like, already Googled some spoilers. (gasps) Why would you do that? Because I couldn't handle it Oh, my God. You're a monster. I just want to know if What's-His-Face walked again, because he's, like, every single episode, they're, like, Don't spoil me, just in case I do ever do watch it, because I have no idea. Mika Kelly is, like, you're going to walk again. You're going to walk again. I'm, like, fuck, is he going to walk again? Like, just (laughs) tell me now. Like, See, I, if I, I wasn't stopping you from Googling Dawson's Creek, you would have been Googling yeah. all over the place. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want you to be like, is he walking again for like five episodes straight? Like, I just want to know if he walks oh again God. so that I can just get it over with. Everybody yell at Sarah for like this actions, these actions, because this well, is ridiculous. I finally finished Dead to Me and remember like the only yeah, one Yeah, you I were so anxious it, like, about it. I was very anxious about it. Yeah. Um, it, 
thankfully the Zantac helped me oh. get over that. But um, <laughs> I was able to finish it. Mm-hmm. And but I had to Google what happened in that one, too, because oh it was just like making me anxious. I mean, that's I fair. Know. If it's making you anxious, fair enough. But sometimes yeah. it's like, what do you, what do you do with Google and spoilers? Yeah, um, but actually, you know what? Like I like that one. I looked at the spoilers and I like didn't read the incomplete spoilers. So I was still surprised. Oh, well, that's fun then at least. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? What are you watching? Um, So we mentioned The White Lotus. I finished that. That was very good. Highly recommend. It's on HBO Max. Um, now I'm listening to the audiobook for Nine Perfect Strangers because I saw they have a Hulu series on it and I really want to watch it. But I'm that person who's like, okay, but I know there's a book, so let me just let me just let me quickly go through this. And I'm like fifty percent through it now. Um You read audiobooks so fast. You're the fastest audiobook reader that ever lived. Well, once I get into them, it's like no different than a podcast for me. So once I'm like How in it. How fast do you listen to it? I usually always start at one X. And then the more I get used to the person's voice, I tend to speed it up no more than 1.5. But I think I have this one at like a 1.3 or 1.4. Sometimes it depends. Like this one, they they're, they have Australian accents. So usually I don't want to go too, too fast on it. Right. Um, and also I just feel like sometimes like, OK, for example, when I used to listen to the Harry Potter audiobooks when I was like going through them again. With Jim I, Dale. Yes, with Jim Dale. I always did 1X because he really has this like this i don't know ambiance i don't know he sets the scene he sets the tone with his voice um yeah so yeah i had i had uh literal tapes of that oh my not goodness. cds literal tapes yeah, cassette tapes yeah cassette tapes that Back you in the day. put into the car um yeah. and i would listen to them and it's like that little song do 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 yes do 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 remember yeah yep no Gosh. those are those are really good audiobooks but that's that's pretty much all I've been yeah. up to. I can't think of anything else I've been watching actively, at least not at the moment, besides ones we've already mentioned. But yeah, I watched all of like the American Horror Stories, which is different from American Horror Story. That's ridiculous to me. Kind of a flop, but yeah. kind of not. I don't know. I mean, it's like Ryan Murphy, so it's like always the same thing. The high highs and the low lows. Mm-hmm. New Gossip Girl is still oh like God. you need to talk to Deidre out. about that because Deidre says it's ridiculous. Oh, it is ridiculous. It's Deidre was like watching something and she thought it was a finale and then it turns out it wasn't a finale. And I'm like, I don't even understand how you would think that if unless it was like so wild, you know? Hmm. Listen, I don't know. I watched the latest episode, so maybe I'll have to watch the latest episode. Yeah, you'll have to talk to her about it because I don't know what's going on with that. Um, No, it's absolutely nutty. Should we 90s nightcap? Because I have a drink. I have a Bev. Um, Yeah. What are you it's drinking? It's called the, I don't know how to pronounce this. I apologize if I offend anybody. Wolfer. It's W-O, and the O has the two speckles on the top. L-F-F-E-R. Wolfer? I don't know. Dry Rosé Cider, number 139. This I've showed you this one before because I thought the can was like very much our brand. It's yeah, pink. It's it has a black aesthetic. top. It's like very aesthetically pleasing, very cute. It has a blue butterfly on it. Very 90s. It's very delicious. Very beautiful. So um, I don't know if I've talked about this Bev on Dawson's Creek, but I have uncovered the Cutwater Lime Tequila Margarita, also in a can. Um, This baby, she is packed with a punch. She's only 335 milliliters. But girl, let me tell you, 12.5 alcohol content in this little baby. That shit will knock you on your face. Mine is 6.9. Well, how many ounces did you say? 
uh, I got milliliters, three fifty-five. Oh my god, mine is the literal same size as yours, and yours has double the amount of alcohol in it. So we get fucked what? in the margarita. It's like straight tequila. I don't know. It says it has so it says two shots of tequila. It's gluten free and it's award winning. Wow. All I, right. I don't know well, what. here we go. Here we go. Known as the most popular cocktail in America, the margarita is a San Diego favorite, featuring a bold tequila aroma with bright notes of lime and a splash of orange in the mix. Mm. Refreshing and balanced. This actually does sound good. You're such a good ad reader. They really should hire okay. us to read Hold ads. On. That was so good. You have to hear something. This okay. is like one of my deepest, darkest secrets. Okay. So. On the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Once upon a time in high school, like I wanted to be an actress. Okay. So I used to like read um, bottles and memorize it. And I still have one memorized. What one do you have memorized? What bottle? Caress. Are you, do you want me to perform? Did you say crest? Caress. What is caress? It's body wash. Uh, oh, I thought you meant like a drink. Caress. Okay, this makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because like it's in the shower. Yes. Okay. Do you go want ahead. me to go? Yes, I want you okay. to read it. I got to get in the mood. Okay. <laughs> and this is, I memorized this forever. Like, this is amazing. This is a quality content. I'm very excited yeah. for this. Indulge your senses and soften your skin with Caress Moisturizing Body Wash. The moisturizing lather and wonderful fragrances pamper your senses, leaving your skin feeling silky soft. Caress is an indulgence you can enjoy every day before you dress Caress. That was amazing. That was so much. I can't remember that. When did you do this? In high school? Yeah. This is amazing. The fact that, like, that has to be something, like, that is, that has to be, like, you're, like, if you ever have to go to an event and there's, like, an icebreaker, you're, like, do you want to know what my hidden talent is? What the caress body wash says. Oh, my God. It's it's so bizarre. Like, it never left me. That's so perfect. It's like, it's yeah. almost like a, but it's not a jingle because jingles at least like they stick in your brain for a no, reason. It's like an ad read. I memorized an ad read 15 years ago for Caress Body Wash. It's so fantastic. It, it it's so great. Me. I love it so much. Thank you. Um. Anyway. All right. We should probably get to Dawson's Creek. But you know what? I was I was listening to our old podcasts because I know oh, it sounds oh, ridiculous. If anybody wants to know who's our newest big fan it's just me sterling here's the thing i don't usually listen to the podcast after i record them because i lived them right i don't need to listen to them but we were talking about or we're coming up on our season two wrap up and i was like you know it's been a long season i should go back and listen to what our thoughts were just to kind of refresh the memory right and i was listening to them today and i was like sarah we're like really funny <laughs> So embarrassing but, but anyway I guess. but my other takeaway was I really love the banter in the beginning of the podcast and I was like we should bring that back a little bit more I feel like we've been like jumping right in very quickly lately and I love uh, the bands uh, you know what it is like I think that we're just so excited to talk about the episode because there's yeah. been like a lot happening that's fair enough like I feel like especially because we don't talk about the episode outside of this like sometimes you'll send me like immediate reactions of like oh my god but like we don't have like in-depth conversations so this is the first no. time we you know we're always talking about these episodes yeah, and whenever I try you say no yes you're because rude. yeah because I want to save it for the podcast for the people rude um but before we begin so right we're talking season two episode 22 parental discretion advised before we begin just want to throw out some numbers throw out some warnings um because we are going to get into a little bit of uh, a couple tough subjects here two in one episode um so the national suicide prevention hotline uh we have the number here 800-273-8255 does get brought up a tad we can kind of also throw in some warnings before we're going to talk about it if you want to just like skip through that part 
Um, and the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE, which is 7233. Um, so, uh, again, we will also warn you before we get into stuff like that. Um, just, you know, feel free to call those numbers if you or, you know, someone you know needs help. Uh, yeah, without further ado, shall we get into the pod? Yes, thank you, Jessica. Released on May 26, oh 1998. That's what you wanted to bring back? That's what you were like, I listen to old episodes of the podcast and this is what I want to bring back. Yes. <laughs> that is anyway, true. Okay. Um, we're in Dawson's bedroom, as always. When aren't we? Another day, another movie with Joey and Dawson. Big D turns it off. He I'm says, sorry. <laughs> he said, I've had enough of this unrequited love for one evening. It's too torturous. Why? Yeah. Like, this- why are you bothered by this? Like you have like uh, you're in a romantic relationship where it is the opposite of unrequited love. You both love each other. So yeah. what's your deal, Dawson? I don't understand how this penetrates his love bubble. You know what I mean? It's like you're in a love bubble. <laughs> you're in a love bubble. How does this mm-hmm. bother you? But Joey's- I always let people penetrate my love bubble. <laughs> when they want me, when they want to. I never say no. Um, Joey you gotta says, get it in when you can. <laughs> you. Especially Joey. when you're in a relationship for 15 years. Like, please. Like, please penetrate my love bubble. You said it! Oh, that I was loud. Like I that. Oh, I'm crying. Uh, um, so gonna... We're never gonna get through this episode. Uh, Joey, Joey says that she uh, she likes to continue loving someone when there's no chance of that love thriving. It's romance. Joey. Joey. I, I, I agree with Dawson here. Dawson, Dawson says that's tragedy. And I completely agree. Joey, what is wrong yeah. with you, girl? Who hurt yeah. you, boo-boo? I mean, the only thing that I like is, like, she says sad stories are more powerful. I prefer them. I mean, like, same. Like, I prefer, I think <sighs> sad songs are more powerful, and I prefer them. So I, I can I can get that. But he, Dawson's like, does, does that preference affect your own love story? I don't even know what these kids are talking about. These kids. It doesn't. They, like, talk in riddles. The they, they, like, got into Mr. And Potter's cocaine. Like, yes. I have no fucking clue what's happening. And Joey's so, like, the effect is positive. <laughs> the movies remind me that love is strong and durable. Despite bad circumstances, they never stopped loving. And it's just like, yeah. I feel like Joey is someone who's like, Snape was so romantic. <laughs> when it's like, girl, he yeah. was creepy. He needed to let that shit go. Yeah. I think it's just like a setup where it's like she's saying that there's no circumstance where like people stop loving each other. And then we find out ultimately, oh, there's one. Circumstance. Yeah, one very specific circumstance, one which very, happens to her. Yeah. So, yeah, they get into this like crazy conversation and he says, will you love me no matter what the circumstances are? She kisses him. And she says, she doesn't answer the question. She says, nope. it doesn't matter. We get the happy ending anyway. Yeah. So, so no sex, um, but a happy ending in this episode, Sarah, is what I'm. Is what I'm that, that's what I'm gathering as well. Um, yes. So then we get some, we get Dawson asking Gail for father-son advice because he can't just call it mother-son advice. I know. I was like, what are you talking about, Dawson? Why does this have to be just your father answering this question? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he speak. He continues to speak in riddles. He goes, um, "What do you do when someone you love has somebody that they love that did something bad, and you want to tell them, 
but it will hurt the person that you love. Yeah. Something like that. And I love how quickly Gail has an answer to this question. It's like at the top of her fucking brain, man. Like she was ready. It's a parallel um, in a thing that she's experienced before. Fair enough. Yeah. And she says basically the gist is either you can tell Joey or you can confront Joey's dad. She doesn't know those scenarios, but that's basically what she says. That's what you have to do. Yeah. To me, this is like the same exact situation in the beginning of season one where Mm -hmm. she where Joey found out that Gail was cheating on Mitch. She held this information. Yeah. And she decided instead of going to Dawson, she was going to confront Gail about it for Gail to make the right decision right and hopefully do the right thing which uh she kind of did eventually but then took a too long of a time but yeah took too long so um and then Gail says okay enough of your problems I've decided to take the job in Philly <laughs> I love this so much she's like by the way I know you're having like real big struggles right now but I'm leaving yeah. I'm going but to I'm Philly leaving. I'm yeah. gonna do it tomorrow um, and she's just basically like Mitch hadn't done shit. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. show he loves me. I'm fucking out skis. Um, yeah. she's, hope, she's hope running you deal away from with her your issues. big issues. Well. Yeah, maybe you should take your father. You need fatherly advice. Great, go to your father. <laughs> um, no, but she, he was like, he was like, oh yeah, you know, dad has nothing on you, mom. Like, good job giving that yeah. father son advice. Okay, now I'm out. <laughs> Um, now they're at Joey's. Joey needs a minute to grab something from inside. Uh, so Dawson runs into Joey's dad and he's like, oh, are you doing legal stuff? Such a fucking awkward conversation. Like, Dawson, this is not what Gail meant when she said to confront somebody. Yeah. No, we have to, instead of being direct, we have to like skate around the issue a and little bit shoot first. daggers with your eyes. Are you good and legal? Yeah. Um, and her dad is so, like, he's being very kind up and I mean, I mean, this is before we know what he did. But like, oh, actually, we do. Anyway, um, he's being so kind and he's like, you know, we're we're closed for renovations. You could use the ice house to study for finals and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dawson just glares at him like, oh, my God, if eyes could hurt, like he'd be on fire. I don't know what that saying was, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If the eyes. If looks only could hurt. hurt. That's what I meant. If looks can kill. <laughs> sure. That's the expression. Yeah. If looks could kill, he'd be fucking dead. Um, yeah. Dawson is giving those googly eyes. Um, googly eyes? Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Googly like eyes them. are like you're in love with somebody. Uh, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, like, he's like, Ooh, I stare at you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I hope that translated well on the audio uh, medium. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. Right. This is... Never mind. I was going to talk about googly eyes on mailboxes because there was a big epidemic of googly eyes on mailboxes Wait, in my town. People just put googly eyes on people's yeah. mailboxes. Why? Yeah. Uh, is this like I don't the know. backpack inside out thing all over again? Uh, what the it's fuck like, is wrong with these people? It's like flocking. Have you ever heard of flocking? No, of course I haven't. What the fuck is that? Flocking is when you get flocked. Like they put like, like a, a bunch of um, pink flamingos on your lawn and they and they say you got flocked. Who does it's just this? Like small town pranks. Oh, my God. Yeah. OK. Yeah, it's like that. Googly eyes and mailboxes. OK. At school, Jack and Jen are walking and talking and drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, she apparently stayed up all night working on her paper. Yes. And Trigger warning for moving forward. If suicide is an uncomfortable topic for you, you might want to skip ahead a couple moments. Yeah. Thank you. 
So her paper is on teen suicide. And um, Jack is like, oh, like, you know a lot about it? Like, what should I? He's, you know, taking it lightly at first. Like, what do you Mm -hmm. know about that? And she says, um, you know, like, I'm not there, but, you know, most teenagers at least think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like about to have this like pretty meaningful conversation, it seems. And then Grams shows up and... Um, she is approaching Jen and she basically says, you know, I don't like how things ended. I want you to come home. Um, but Jen is very like against this. She's very resistant. She's just like, oh, I have a home now. Um, yeah. And I wonder if Grams doesn't know where she's living now, because I was thinking, like, why would she show up at school? But maybe she didn't get the update that she moved out of the Leary house. So like the only way she would be able to find her mm. is at school. Possibly. I mean, I didn't get the vibe that they were talking a lot, but I also think like Gail, knowing Gail, she would have at least told Grams Mm. that like Jen wasn't living there anymore, you know, because we obviously didn't see, you know, Jen and Gail interact before Jen left. But I feel like that's not a stretch to think. Um, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Graham says, uh, you know, I really want you to move back home. Um, and, uh yeah basically Graham's just like Jack doesn't have any other choice but you do uh and Jen says she needs to learn to live on her own she like wants to grow up she wants to live on her own and like that's it and I love when she takes she kind of like drags Jack away and I love how he says like goodbye to her and he just like waves and then like looks back I'm like Jack is such a sweetheart he really can't help it yeah Jack if you watch Jack in the background he was like simming hard back there like he was just like like walking three steps and like turning around and like yeah. staring. He, it was kind of it's like he amusing. felt bad. He he like was yeah. like oh this is so impolite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny watching. So um, next scene we get Mr. Witter whose name is John. So yep. John John Witter. Uh, drives Pacey to school in his cop car, and you can hear like over the radio. It's like oh there's a call at 52 Pier Avenue, which is the Ice House address, and Pacey questions it, but. Mr. Witter is like, it's none of your business. And, you know, Pacey's saying, don't harass Joey's dad. Like, he's just trying to do his job and put his life back together. And Mr. Witter's like, well, I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, I think there's a better way that, like, he could have said, like, listen, it's my job. Like, I feel like he just doesn't have the tact to be like, Mm -hmm. it's my job. Like, if I get, you know, told to stake out the ice house, it's what I have to do. And if Joey's dad is on the up and up. He doesn't have anything to worry about, you know? Right. Obviously, they were already suspicious at this point. They mm-hmm. got their, um, they got their, like the their hint, their tip, thank yeah. you, their hint, uh, their tip. So he already was suspicious. And I mm-hmm. guess he can't reveal that to Pacey at this time. It's probably classified. And he's like, cause he, he's yeah. like, if he tells Pacey, Pacey would tell Joey and then, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, his dad is such a dick, though, because he knows Pacey has a final and he basically is like, oh, don't screw it up. And it's like, right. you know, you could say things like good luck instead. But he says, don't screw it up, which is really fucking rude. 
Um, and then Pacey's like, you know, you could say something with a more like positive spin on it. Like, I totally understand where Pacey's coming from. And his dad is just like, you know, your attitude has gone from bad to worse ever since Andy left. And it's like, I feel like this makes it sting even worse because we know Pacey hasn't heard from Andy because um, Dawson asks him right when he gets out of the car. So it's like, gosh, him bringing up Andy and he's already like really upset about it. He's already upset. He hasn't heard from her. Like, definitely put salt in the wound. Yeah, yeah. And to know Mr. Witter, you know, grabs Pacey's wrist again, Mm -hmm. which we've seen in the episode in uh, Big Tackle Fish or whatever it was. Big, big, big fishing tackles. Uncharted Waters. Oh. (laughs) What are you talking about? Uh, Uncharted Waters. Yeah. Um, So we've seen we've seen that before, that Mm -hmm. kind of aggressive behavior before. Pacey asks if he can leave and he like slams the door and yeah Dawson asks um and he hasn't heard from Andy and it's been I think two weeks he said yeah it's probably been about two creek weeks and it's like I mean that's a long time to not hear from her especially with the situation involving her moving you'd mm-hmm. think that there'd at least be some type of communication of I'm doing okay you know I wonder if she's in a inpatient facility and she doesn't have access to Right, but phone. you'd think, I don't know, wouldn't she have called before she was going, if she knew she was going to be going into an inpatient facility? You'd think she would I have. I don't know. We don't know the situation. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't because we get no information. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I don't know. But uh, I guess maybe her dad took away phone rights. It could uh, be anything. So yeah. yeah. I mean, we know she calls later, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. And it's just odd, but I guess it's it's also pre-cell phones, so you're calling with the hopes that the person is home and you mm-hmm. know, you don't leave a voicemail or anything. Um, right. But, but or yeah, even it's, if it's inpatient, then maybe she's only gets working on herself. Yeah. Yeah. Restri- yeah. There's restrictions and calls or working on herself while Pacey would be home. Like you never know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not like calling her out or anything. I just I'm like curious as to like what the situation is. Um, but so we see in class they're taking a final, but Pacey doesn't even like look like he's writing at all. He like opens the pamphlet, closes it and just like sits there and sit down yeah and the guidance counselor completely notices this happening yeah mr milo yeah nothing gets past mr milo no no he definitely notices um later at the ice house we see dawson going in and talking to mike potter um and uh And basically, Mr. Potter's like, you know, I bet you want to know what I'm doing. And Dawson says he doesn't believe this. He can't believe he's like, you know, I saw the drugs, but I don't believe a man who claims to love his daughters with all his heart and all his soul, like, would do something like this. Um, And it's so interesting because Mr. Potter basically claims like he's stuck. But it's like you put yourself in that spot, like especially with the confession we get later. It doesn't feel like he was roped back in by like force or like threat threats of hurting his daughters. It seems like he willingly went back into the drug business. Yeah, but he feels financially stuck because I think that he feels as though if he didn't make extra money, then they would never be able to be like head above water like you know, Joey and Bessie were barely making it. They were just scraping by. I guess, but like... So he got himself... And this is an extra mouth to feed. Um, So I think that, you know, he felt like he only knew how to 
get in a in this sort of like scam to get himself into a better situation. I yeah. it's you know it's very easy for these types of people to you know get them right back into the same thing that they went in for because it's all they know and it's kind of like um American prison systems the whole yeah. you know the whole infrastructure doesn't set you up for it sets you up to fail. It sets you oh, up yeah. For you to wind up back in jail and it doesn't offer you proper support and there's no rehab. So it's, you know, and or like, you know, I don't know how I think like they said that he was in there for like a few years, three years. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of like classes or further education he could have taken. Yeah. But it's like what he does know how to do is uh, traffic drugs. And yeah. that's how he knows how to make quick money. And yeah. that's how he, he feels stuck. He's not stuck. He had every opportunity, but he feels yeah. stuck. And this is what this is. We'll get into this later. But like I have a little bit more sympathy for him up until like a point, And then I really start getting like up- upset. With, I mean, I was already upset with his actions, but like some of them, it's like, really, dude, like you've had so many outs. And I'll talk about like my thoughts later on like how everyone handled what they handled. Um, But mm-hmm. but yeah, basically, Dawson says, you know, unstick yourself and do it fucking fast. Like he's pretty much threatening him that like, I'm not going to keep your secret forever. You know, you have to tell somebody. Um, And then we go right from this into a kind of awkward situation at the Leary household. Um, Oh, my God. They are so annoying. They're, like, just discussing their situation and their arrangements. And Mitch is being all pissy because he's, like... He's like, you know, um, it's not, like, let's not uproot Dawson. Like, um... Yeah, he's like, you know, this decision is best for you and not our son. Like, and Gail's like, well, you know, what's best for me is best for Dawson. And he Mm -hmm. understands that. And they're just these conversations between Gail and Mitch this episode are just very annoying, especially the next conversation between them. Yeah, we've been through this all fucking season. All season 22 episodes and season one and season one. Like, come on now. Enough is enough. On to the ice house. Uh, So everyone is there studying and Mr. Witter enters and he's basically like, you know, what are you doing here, Pacey? Um, And uh, he wants to speak to Mike in private. And Joey's like, Pacey, what is going on? Like, Joey knows something is up. Like, this is not normal behavior. Um, And Mike uh, he asks Mike basically if he's seen this one guy around. Um, apparently he's Mike's old friend, but he's a known distributor of narcotics. Um, and Mike basically denies everything. He says, you know, I'll get you a free dinner if you stop by. Joey interrupts them because like she can sense something is up. Um, and she's like very upset that like her family is being, you know, intruded on. Like they're just like they're always suspicious of him. He's like she's like, we're just going to have to we're going to have to ignore them. You know, don't worry. We'll we'll figure this out. She's very reassuring to her dad. Yeah, I mean, she's optimistic at this point that this is just they're kind of like targeting their family. Yeah. Like there's no reason behind it. It's yeah. just that they have a bad reputation at, and she just expects them to go after them. So he um, so then Dawson is there as well. And he, you know, he kind of defends Mr. Witter is like, oh, like he's just doing his job. And she goes, it's his job to serve and protect Capeside from criminals, not my dad. He doesn't belong in that category anymore. Um, you should be mad too. Like you're a part of this family now. 
Um, and, you know, then while this is going on, Mike is finding his stash of cocaine bags in the back and yeah. like starting to panic a little. Yeah, he's like hiding it in happening. the back office. He like shuts the blinds. He's definitely doing something sneaky. Um, and then back into the front of the ice house, we see Jack and Jen kind of have, continuing their conversation um, from before. And Jack says, you know what? Like, Grams wants you back. You know, she's right. Your situation isn't the same as mine. You have somebody you can go live with. You should. And Jen sees this as like, oh, you don't want me to live with you. I thought we were close. Mm-hmm. Now you want me to leave. Um, yeah. I love when Jack is like, this is what you did with her, didn't you? Yeah. Like, you took her words, twisted them around, made yourself the victim. Like, this is what you did. This is why your relationship is not great right yeah. now. I liked that. I like that he didn't let her get away with it. I think, like, yeah. obviously both Grams and Jen are to blame for, like, why they had a falling out. But I do agree that, like, Jen tends to do that. Like, she never takes Grams at her word. She always has to, like, dive deep into what she's saying. Um, And Jack basically is like, you know what? Like, my dad's going to sell the house. Then we'll both be homeless. You have somewhere to go. And she's like, I'll be out by tonight. It's like, all right, calm down, <laughs> sis. It's enough. Yeah, poor Jack. He just, all he wants to do is help people. And he everyone's tries. always shitting on him. He tries so hard. You remember earlier in this season where we're like, Jack is so boring. I mean, he is. He he's is. not. Okay, like he's, he's, he's not, not boring anymore. But like, he is, he's such a sweetheart that he's not, he's like the opposite of Abby. <laughs> like, yeah. No, like, he's not, still not my favorite, but, like, he's not intolerable. But no, he's, he's a sweetheart. He just is always looking yeah. out for other people. Like, yeah, from what nobody, we've seen, and everyone's you know? always shitting on him. I know, poor Jack. So then, a mysterious flying object comes busting through the window <laughs> on fire. Is it a brick? But then why would a brick be on fire? Is it, what is the object? It's probably a Molotov cocktail. Huh? It was probably a Molotov cocktail. A Molotov Have you never heard of this? No, this I is don't, when you take a rag and you basically dunk half the rag into like an open bottle of alcohol and then you light the tip of the rag on fire and you throw it into somewhere and then it shatters and then all the fire gets. Oh, it could be that. Okay. let's say that that's what it is. I, I, I don't know. But it looked hard and it made a big crash and it spread the fire fast. It was very fast. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it I don't know if it's because like the ice house is like all like driftwood or like what the situation was. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if like driftwood. Yeah, it like blew it's all that it, coke. Maybe is coke flammable. I, I really don't know. I, I didn't I didn't see that in Blow with Johnny Depp, a.k.a. my only knowledge on cocaine. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. It could be anything, right? Like, could be spilled alcohol or something. Who knows? But well, it catches very I mean, quickly. So you don't think that, like, they put gasoline No, on I it? think it's just a television thing where, like, they exacerbate or, like, okay. exaggerate. It spread yeah. fast. Meanwhile... Um, John Witter took Pacey out and they are having like this big blow up about him being there and like hanging out and they're like riffraff and he's like, you know what? We have an even bigger problem. Mr. Milo called and you're like blowing off your exams Mm -hmm. and like you didn't, he said he, you didn't write word one on either exam. What is word one? I think he means like a single word. 
He's like, one word. Yeah, the way he says it is strange. Word one. I think that that might have been a flop, yeah. like a mess up, and they left that in. Is that true? And he's like, what were you thinking? And Pacey's like, I was thinking it didn't matter, okay? He's like, oh, hell, the hell it doesn't. Get your things. You're going home. Um, Pacey says, no, I want to hang out with my friends at the ice house <laughs> and, have, and have old shrimp scampi. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're, you're getting home. Uh, and he goes, Sarah reacts, in- reenacting this scene is giving yeah. me all the life. Mr. Potter, Mr. Potter's a known felon. It doesn't make me look good. I hate Is that this. what you care about? Is that what you care about? You only care about what your losers in the Cape side think about you, your friends, your drinking buddies back at the, the bar. Um, he goes and um, basically Mr. Witter grabs Pacey's shirt, yells at him and smacks him in the face. And Pacey falls to the floor in pain. Oh, ow. And then like he grabs his eye. My eye hurts. So, yeah. Like he got he got hit hit. Um, so um, but which is very serious. I'm not taking it lightly. No, this is awful. This is like way worse. OK, so obviously beginning of this season, we'll talk about this in the recap, too. But like we had never met Mr. Witter. So we've now met him a few episodes, a few different episodes. We've seen him and like. We always knew there was like something there with at least like, you know, him being emotionally abusive or even just like negligent or, you know, giving PC a hard time. But this is like certainly escalated from him. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. the grabbing of the arm was not great last time we saw it, but it has certainly escalated and to the point where he smacks him and it's very upsetting. And I feel like Joshua Jackson does like an amazing job in this scene and in the in the scene later in this episode. Um, Just like. I feel like I don't know what is, what is your feeling on like is this the first time this has happened? No, absolutely yeah. not. I got I the vibes. So I got the feeling in Uncharted Water um, that physical abuse was part of the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also is proven by the fact that Pacey is in my mind afraid to go home. Yeah. And, and that's why we didn't see his home. family for so long. You yeah. know, we still haven't seen his mom. Yeah. I think this is a regular occurrence. Um, and I think this is going to be an ongoing storyline in season three. And I do not, we'll get into it. I do not think their re- little reconciliation at the end means shit. No. If I know abusive parents, as soon as, you know, these little makeups happen, two, three days later, it happens mm-hmm. all over again. It's a cycle. And that's what is so mind fucking about abuse is that each time you hope it's going to be different and it never is. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we'll get into that more later because it's obviously gets it escalates and again and we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, so we see Mr. Potter flushing the drugs uh, and that's when he notices. He's trying to. Yeah, he's trying to. That's when he notices. He sees the fire. Um, and that's when Mr. Witter and Pacey see the fire as well. Um, so Joey's like, oh, my God, we have to go check on my dad. And so they all it's really awful scene because they all kind of see each other through this open space that has fire in it. Right. So like Joey's dad is locked in a room um, and then they're behind glass and then there's this huge fire between them. Um, right. And so we see like, you know, uh, you know, everybody's screaming Jack and Jen. I think like Jack like pulls Jen out. because She's just right. like, staring at the fire. She's just like standing there and staring. Yeah. And Jack pulls her away. We get um, at first Dawson is holding Joey back. She's physically wanting to get to her yeah. father. And then when Mr. Witter and Pacey come in. Pacey grabs Joey and takes her outside. Right. While Pacey's dad and Dawson try to save Mike. Um, and, you know, Pacey, um, 
Dawson is extremely heroic in this situation. Absolutely. He like grabs the fire hydrant. Yeah, he knows how he to use it. The window. Yep. He like you know he's. He really is like he saved Mike like 110 percent. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe Pacey's dad can do all of it on his own. But he certainly was like a large factor into why uh, yeah. Mr. Potter was able to escape. Yeah. Um, when um, Pacey's dad was using the fire hydrant as Dawson was like pulling mm-hmm. Mr. Potter out. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a whole thing. It was joint effort. And um so they see, so like everybody's out of the building now and Joey and her dad are hugging and Dawson basically says to Mr. Potter, like obviously Joey isn't there. He says, you know, go to the cops, tell them everything you know. These two things are related. You have to do something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel just, bad for Dawson um, because like nobody was consoling him and asking him how he was at first. Like, no. um, and then the ice house is like completely fucked, by the way. Mm-hmm done done oh my god huge fire massive fire even if it's not completely like a total loss like months and months and months of repairs yeah um so joey gets checked out by the doctors and calls they call dawson a hero and then this is where the the line comes in some situations are (laughs) too tragic to have heroes this is one of them and joey Um, looks so confused Oh, she is. She's like, what? She's is like, happening? What? I like, did I inhale because, too much smoke? Because Dawson's being like very he's cryptic, like, very cryptic. But he he's also being like very like very pissy towards Mr. Potter. Yeah, and, and she's, she's like, like I don't understand this happening. Yeah, she's very confused. Um, Gail and Mitch are there. Um, they come save little Dawson, give him a hug. Um, so we get. The scene where John is John Witter is talking to uh, Pacey and he's like that bastard. I knew he was lying to me. He's up in his neck and he knows it. Yeah. And Pacey's like still trying to be like optimistic about the situation because he doesn't know. He's not in the know um, of what's happening. He's like, you know, we don't know it has anything to do with him. And then he's like. Um, Mr. Witter's like random arson incident in Cape Side. Yeah, what are the like, chances of that happening? Yeah, what's if God didn't bless you with my good looks, I wouldn't know whose son you were. He's so I can't. He's so rude. Oh, trigger warning again for uh, domestic assault. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it's so awful the shit that he says, and he's just yeah. like, oh, drive yourself home. Um, first of all, you're giving him the cop car, like, okay. Yeah. Um before you make another embarrassing comment. Yes. And then oh, I hate this. I hate okay. this so much. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, Mr. Witter is like poking fun at Pacey because there's like another cop nearby. And he's just like, Oh, suddenly his girlfriend moves away and now it's his time of the month. And it's just like, first of all, as a woman, that is infuriating to hear in general, but also just like the fact that calling a man a woman is an insult. It's like a whole thing and it's all wrong and it's all very upsetting. Um, Pacey's already had it. He's done. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, screw you. Um, and he goes to grab Pacey's arm and Pacey's like, don't ever touch me again. Like, I feel like he's not had that much time between <laughs> the first incident and this incident. And so mm-hmm. I feel like because of that, he's like, you know what I mean? He's like, he's enraged. And the guy, the way he talks about Andy is upsetting him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, he like pushes his dad and then Mr. Yeah. He's 
John Witter is trying to be like a big tough guy in front of his buddies, his cop buddies. Finally, my boy gets a pair and all it took was getting his heart broken by some little girl with a few screws loose. (sighs) Yeah, that's fucked up. So then Pacey punches his dad straight in the face Mm -hmm. and says, Andy did more in my life in six months than you did in 16 years, you rotten son of a bitch. So if you want to make fun of me, that's fine. But you slightly make one more slightly disparaging comment about the woman I love. I swear to God, you're going to be policing this town from a hospital bed. You understand me? I feel I I really want to be an actress right now. (laughs) I'm like so into these very dramatic lines. It was very dramatic and like good on Pacey. Like his dad definitely deserved that. And then I love the dig even more of like, even if Mr. Potter did this, he's still 10 times the father you ever were like, Mm -hmm. Oh fuck sick burn. Um, Mm -hmm. no, this, this was like a long time coming. Right. Like, and we're, we don't condone physical violence by any means, but like you can understand the rage and the, you know, just years and years and years of what we are assuming is emotional physical abuse from his father has done to him and Andy gave him this like self-confidence right we now know the reason why Pacey was always like never believed in himself never saw potentials because he's been dealing with this fucking guy for 16 years of his life putting him down telling him he's no good and finally he gets this girlfriend who finally shows him who he can actually be and gives him the confidence to be who he like what people always knew he had the potential to be. And then she's, you know, she's getting help. She's seeking treatment. And his dad has the fucking audacity to put her down. Like, come yeah. on. You could feel Pacey's rage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it's just like, you know, if you poke a bear in the cage long enough, they're going to act out. Yeah. So that's how it is. He's been taking this abuse and listening and listening and getting, yep. you know, um, you know, instigated and, and all this stuff for years. And finally, it's like, you know, he does have the confidence to fight back and especially yeah. to defend the love of his life. Yeah. Uh, at this time, Andy. Um, so Joey comes downstairs from, I guess, what is the next morning and um, Bessie and um, Mr. Potter are like at the table and they're talking about, um, how to get the inspector out for insurance. Mm -hmm. And so at this point in time, um, I am starting to speculate that he orchestrated this whole thing and this is some sort of insurance fraud. Yeah. I mean, it's. Bad it's, timing if that's what he was trying to do because he had not a bag because, of, of it, yeah you know coke yeah it's not because Mr. Witter says later that like the people that turned him in did the uh, started the fire right but I thought this was like legit insurance fraud yeah and they were, it, he was it, just trying to get the insurance they money. leave it out there for that to be like okay you're thinking okay he we know he needs money we know he wants out of the drug business what's a good way to two birds one stone it you know burn the yeah. coke. And get the insurance money. Um, yeah. But yeah, Joey, Joey's like, you know, she's catching on to things. She really, she's like, the police are so interested in the ice house. What's going on? You need to tell me. Why are the police involved? <gasps> Fucking like, Bessie. Why is it taped off? Yeah. And it's Bitch, like, it was uh, a crime scene. a massive fire and it's dangerous. <laughs> like, why do you think it's taped off? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Bessie gets all defensive. Like, Josephine. Josephine Powder. Like, what are you insinuating? Like, bitch, he just got out of fucking jail. It's not that much of a stretch. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like, she's like, I need to know you're telling me the truth. Did you start the fire? And he says, no. Or do you, sorry, do you know who started the fire? And he says, no. And they hug. And you could tell in her face, she 100% believes him. That's all she needs to hear. Yeah. Yeah. She, she just needed the affirmation from her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Dawson told Mitch and Gail um, the whole situation. Yep. Let all the beans out of the bag. And they were like, you have to go to the police now. Like, this can get worse. Like, you know, this was a very dangerous situation. And Joey could have gotten hurt. Yeah. You guys could have gotten hurt. And Dawson's, like, very conflicted. Like, he knows if he turns Mr. Potter in, it's going to ruin Joey's life. And it's like, you know, it's it's he's going to feel like it's all his fault. And they're like, no, it's like Joey's father's responsibility. It's his yeah. fault for putting them into the situation. Um, you know, Dawson's like, oh, like, I wish I never saw. But um, they're like, you know what? There's only one thing to do. And yeah. Dawson's like, well, I have like another thought of what we could do. And that's getting Joey involved. Yeah. I think this is the right advice, though, from his parents. Like, I don't think there's anything else you can do. I think you go to the police. I think you try talking to Mr. Potter. Nothing changed. In fact, it got worse. So what else is there to do but go to the police about this? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we see uh, Jack and Jen um, and Jack is confronting Jen about, like, you know, why didn't you run away from the fire? Um, all your comments, d- you know, how much do you mean it? Um, also, uh, trigger warning again for suicide talk. I know this is a lot of trigger warnings, but I just want to make sure everyone can skip by if, if they want to. Um, uh, and he said, you know, how much did you mean it? And Jen basically says, like, I'm not the type of person that would take their life if that's what you mean. When I was staring at the fire, I was thinking that that was fate's way of providing me with an out. I don't want to die, but I didn't care enough to run. Um, I love this conversation between Jack and Jen just because, like, I feel like they connect on so many levels. And I like that, like, it took them a minute to kind of realize that they could become friends, you know, like, Jack says he knows how numbing pain, the pain of hating yourself is. Jen knows a lot about hating yourself. You know, they they connect on like that is one big thing they connect on. Yes, I think that these two have an understanding on like a different level. I think that, yes, Jack and Joey have a ton in common. They both have art in common. They both mm-hmm. have like... You know, certain things in common, but I think that Jack and Jen are natural friends. Um, Yeah. So it's very exciting to see their relationship evolve. Um, They've developed the closeness. We skipped over that line. That was such a... When Jen says, like, I thought we... I thought we developed a closeness. <laughs> uh, whenever, closeness. like, whenever, like, you, you are going to do something that I don't like, or like, you don't do something that I want you to do, You're gonna say that I'm gonna be like, me. I thought that we developed a closeness. Developed closeness. Yeah, and the way she says it, my new thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, I they have like I'm very excited about their friendship. Um, they definitely understand each other mm-hmm. on a different level of just like the mental health toll that like families have taken onto yeah. them and being rejected from their families yep. because of just who they are and their past. So I think that it's great that they're seeing that. Um, 
and he they take each other's hands and they hug and like these two are I think they're gonna just be in it for the long run of two little besties like yeah trying to make each other better which is like what we really need like we need this is like the perfect friend to get Jen out of her Jen funk yes because Jen has always been obsessed with the creep creeps and we've always said like Jen find other friends find other friends find other friends and finally she found someone who's on the outskirts of the creep creeps so like he's involved enough but he doesn't have any other like bffs in that group besides like joey who's now an ex who's now like with dawson so like obviously she's spending more time with him so it makes perfect sense that those two would be really good friends i really love it uh we'll get to a little bit more on them in a little bit but i i love the scene between them i think it's an important scene um i think it's what leads to the next scene we have with them Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Um, right. But we're at the Potters now. Uh, Dawson joins Joey, who uh, Dawson looks like fucking hell. Joey is at least they, showered. They both do. They both, yeah, they both look, look awful. But Dawson rough. still is like has soot all over him. Um, and he says, you know what? I have to tell you, you're not going to like. So I'm going to say it quickly. Your father's dealing drugs. I caught him. Uh, the fire was all but partially his responsibility. And Joey is like, no, he swore to me. He's not doing anything. Why are you doing this? Um, you couldn't have left well enough alone. Uh, and uh, yeah, it basically, she's just like, this is my father. You know, stay out of it. And Dawson's just like, you know, I can't. Like, you're in trouble. You know, I'm trying to protect you. And Joey's like, we won't survive this. You know, if you do this, this isn't something our relationship can survive. Going back to that very first scene of the episode. And he's just like, well, I'm willing to risk that. Like, woof. To keep you safe. Yeah. No, of course, he doesn't just say, like, fuck you, Joey. No. (laughs) No, I mean, uh, it's it's actually pretty, like, heroic going back to hero talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, 1,000%. And selfless and, like, very... He's risking his relationship. Dawson Lake. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, So he gets Joey into the police station um, to talk to John with Gail and Mitch and Joey's like you don't even have proof like why am I going to work with you if you don't even have proof that he's doing these things and John says the man who tipped me off is you know your father's dealing competitors they're mm-hmm. also responsible for the fire and if your father doesn't help me get them they're going to help me get him yeah and this is where it really pisses me off that John doesn't work with the cops because you just found your way out. You know what I mean? Mike doesn't yes. work with the cops. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. I'm getting generic white men names mixed up. <laughs> if Mike doesn't work with... The, he, he has an out. You know what I mean? Like, he to get could unstuck, get, uh He can get... Um, uh, uh, a deal. What? Plea bargain. Uh, Is that it? Uh, uh, a deal. Um, you can get a deal. <sighs> yeah, I guess so. But you What's know what I mean? Thing? Like, I, I don't watch enough FCBU. What's the thing where... Not... It's not for Okay, well, 
Either way, it's upsetting that he doesn't work with the cops and turn in his competitor. Because, first of all, they started a fire. That's fucking arson. And they're dealing drugs. Like, I feel like that's worse than just dealing drugs. So, hopefully, he would be able to, like, get a deal by ratting them out. Um, right. But he hasn't. And Joey is like, I don't trust you. I trust my father more than I trust you. And Dawson's like, we need a, we need a minute. We need a minute. We need a minute yeah. to, to talk. Uh um I'm still trying to find that word I hate when I do this that's fine um so Dawson basically says you know I want to help you Joey Joey's like oh this is I can't with Joey right here she's like I don't like the solution being shoved down my throat right she feels like she doesn't have like a choice it's like you made the decision for me and that's it like I don't even have a choice well yeah Um, you shouldn't have a choice Joey like your father is a drug dealer and someone just tried to burn down your restaurant you shouldn't have a choice at this point like it's escalated to a point Dawson tried to get your dad to stop he didn't now there's a fire you were there you could have gotten hurt what else is he to do I don't yeah but you know ultimately she says this doesn't affect your life it affects my life and he's like, I wish there was another option, but there's not. She's like, I understand in the black and white world in which you live, you don't see any other choices. But that's not how I see my world. I see things in gray. And that's what makes us different. And that's what made me fall in love with you. And that's what's tearing us apart. This doesn't make any sense to me. What is gray uh, about this, Joey? Like, that, what, what else could you do? Like, let your do- dad continue to sell drugs and put your life in danger? In Joey's ideal world, I think that she would have preferred it just was under the radar. But then at this point, he are they already got tipped off that like he's involved. He's in arrested this. no matter if Joey gets involved or not. Like that's right. for sure happening. Whether or not Joey wears a wire, which we'll get into, whether or not that happens, he's getting arrested. It is a big ask. I mean, it's a lot for 16-year-olds. It's a lot for uh, whoever. Like, having to turn in, like, part of your family or your significant other or a very close friend, that's a huge ask no matter what they're doing. Like, I don't think I would take a very, like, oh, no problem. Just because they're doing something illegal, I'm going to turn my whomever in. No, it's not that. I just think that, like, Joey puts a lot of this. We'll get to the last scene in a minute. But Joey puts a lot of this on Dawson that I'm, like, Okay, like she didn't have to help by any means. She could refuse to wear the wire. She could refuse all of that. I have no beef with that. It's her father. I get it. But like to say that like there, oh, there's another solution. Joey, what is the other solution besides your dad going to jail here? Like unless he turns someone in, which obviously he's not going to. What are you going to do? Yeah. And then we get this fucking weird ass Galen Mitch scene. Like, what even oh, is yeah, this? Oh, yeah, this is the this is the annoying one. Yeah. So they're like giving each other like props about how they raised Dawson, which like their method of raising Dawson is a completely like, hands off approach of <laughs> literally doing nothing. So yeah. it's like good job to us for not parenting him at all. And he turned out just great. He's the only thing that we've done well, like good for us. And they start reminiscing about their, their own relationship. And he's like, Mitch says this is the first time in a while they felt like a father and even a husband again. And uh, he's like, I want you to stay. Cause I'm a career killer. And Nicole who never met her before in my life. And Gail is like, you know, I wished I've been waiting for you to say these words for so long now. But yeah. like right now, I see Philly as a great opportunity and it feels more right. He's like, if you want us to work out, then I need to go the unplanned route and I need to do what's right for me right now. 
I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Gail literally just said this morning, she's like, oh, your father doesn't seem at all interested in working this out. Then he does. And she's like, mm, ah, nah, I'm still going to Philly. What the fuck? Like, I don't blame her. I I, this is not me saying Gail should put her entire life on hold for a man. Certainly not saying that. What I don't understand is like she says one thing this morning and then completely changes her mind in a matter of hours, I guess, from the fire. Like, I don't really understand. I don't I don't know either. It's it's very confusing. I think she might want stuff that she can't have. I guess so. Mm-hmm. She's just like, oh, finally, know. you want me back. See you later. Yeah, I got to have the upper hand. Yeah. He's like begging for his. He's like, I want my old life I back. Was, like, I was reproposing. I was very confused. What yeah, was he happening. got on like Wendy and I thought so thing. too. I thought that he was going to like propose to her. It was like, yeah. And she's like, nope, no, thank you. Um, you know, I think that I need to do this to, and maybe like eventually we can work things out in the future. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. like, but what about Dawson? And he's like, I think Dawson understands how much I love him and men. That's enough. And also I don't really care about Dawson. Yeah. Also, I don't give two shits that his girlfriend's dad's about to be arrested and, and he's a major part of that. <laughs> like who gives a fuck? He'll get over it in five seconds. He'll make a fucking movie about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we have a phenomenal scene. The best. So scene. good. This maybe the best scene in this episode. I'm not quite sure. I love it. So Jen comes to Graham's porch with the bag. Gramps is very happy to see her. But before they make any sort of, you know, you know, reconciliation, hugs, whatever, she goes, I have three conditions. Number one. We address the reality of why this didn't work out before. I know I've made me some mistakes, but even at my best behavior, I never felt like I was comfortable living here and I never felt like I was good enough. What do I you think this. about that, Jessica? I love this. I think oh, you this, love it. Yes, I think this is, well, I think it's a bit much to say. I have three conditions. Like, all right, calm down, bitch. But moving past that, the conditions themselves, I love this one. I think that like telling grams and making grams understand where she's coming from and the fact that just going back to the way things were before they had that big blow up like i think that it is <laughs> are you okay yeah i could not i could not address what was happening <laughs> are you all right did the bubbles go like up your nose no it's just it felt like fucking tequila shot going down oh my throat my God, your whole face is red <laughs> anyway um i think this is very mature and i think this is like the season one jen we met like she's very emotionally mature and she's like grams is that this is going to work out we have to address that it wasn't working before and we need yeah. to fix the problems that we had and the fact that i felt judged even when i was acting my best i possibly could is not okay i love that yeah. from her Yeah. Number two, I need you to acknowledge that I've been through a lot in my life, more than most girls my age. And I want what I want is your support, not judgment, not especially not in a biblical sense. What you need to understand, Grams, is that I don't need a legal guardian to be able to survive and that I can handle a lot more than you think that I can. But I want what I want is to live here with you. I want a family. I want us to take care of each other. And I don't want to be alone anymore. Um, and Graham doesn't want to be alone either. So I sweet. I loved this one. I thought that it's exactly what we've been saying. She needs a support system. She yep. needs a family. She doesn't need somebody, you know, giving her speeches all the time of what she should be doing or what she should be trying. Um, so I loved that. And then 
Um, the third, she goes, Grams is like, is there a third? And then she, Jen says, there's someone else who doesn't want to be alone anymore either. And the camera pans to Jackie boy on the swing, so looking up, being like, please, 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 can I stay? And Grams is like, I've been meaning to clean out Gramps's room for a while now. Like, yes, Jack can stay. So we now know what's going to happen to Jack mm-hmm. and Jen. They're not going to get an apartment like I was thinking. No. They're not going to stay in that big house. They're going to live with Grams, which I think is a decent solution. Like, I love that we're going back to Grams. I love Grams. Um and I think that Jack will do well there. I'm like more excited for J- uh, Jen to go back to Graham's than to Jack to live in Graham's house. Well, we've house. never seen them interact before. I mean, we know that she's okay with um, him being gay based on, you know, the previous mm-hmm. discussion she had with uh, what's who the fuck cares what his name is anyway. Um, Jay or something stupid. No, um, no. I don't know what his name is. Austin. No, I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, I think that like obviously the thing is and I think it's it's nice that Jen and Jack are going to be living together and then we also get Jen and Grams back together hopefully with a good reconciliation with actually steps moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um so that'll be fun to explore in, in season 3. Yeah. And we'll I'm get hopeful. into all of our hopes and dreams for season 3 on our season 2 wrap up because that's always yes. a little that's always a fun section to talk about. Yes. So we get <sighs> um yeah. Mr. Witter coming out to the docks where Pacey is and um, basically Pacey's like, if you're here for an apology, you're not getting it from me. And John's like, no, you know, I deserve the punch. Good for you for doing it. I had another call or you had another call this time from Andy, which fucking sucks. Cause I wish that, you know, Pacey there was there. It. Yeah. It's, for it's the call. really sad, but it's like, it's, mm-hmm. here's the thing. You and I both know this isn't, this reconciliation isn't forever. Um, but at least for Pacey. I mean, if if missing the phone call from Andy meant he got this for at least a moment with his father, I guess right. it's worth it. Not that right. his father deserves it. He doesn't. Right. Um, but at least it makes Pacey feel better. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's like he's like, oh, I'm sorry what I said yesterday. She sounds sweet as hell. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I also love he's like, we talked for a long time. She's like kind of chatty, that one, isn't she? Yeah, it's like the doy. It just like Um, made me, it honestly just like like made my heart swell because it's just mm -hmm. like having somebody else talk about Andy when she's not there is like, this is what Andy's like. Like she, this is the antithesis. Like she's chatty and she like like, wants to like spill it like spill her guts out to you and tell you and she wants to fix the situation between Pacey and his dad it like this scene kind of like made me smile almost because it was just like made me just think of like who Andy is like what she represents for Pacey and all the above yeah and you know um basically she filled him in on like all that they've been going through and mm-hmm. he had no idea because how would he know because he never gave Pacey the time of day no, he doesn't know anything about Pacey or Andy um and he's like oh yeah she called you her hero that was nice to hear um and he says you know I called the school they're gonna let you make up the finals next week um he's I apologize for not being the father you felt you could share your story with I really like that line. I don't necessarily think it's a normal thing for Mr. Witter to say, Mm -hmm. but I like that line because it's not the normal, like, I'm sorry, I wasn't there for you. I'm sorry. I've been a shitty father. I'm sorry. Whatever. I'm sorry. I wasn't the guy being the father. You felt you could share your story with. It's very interesting, isn't Mm -hmm. it? It's an interesting way to phrase it. Mm -hmm. 
Because even if they had like a relationship, like he doesn't really know his life story, even though they've no. been he knows nothing about living him. under the same roof together yeah. practically all the like for their entire lives. So mm-hmm. um one other thing Andy wanted to give me um give you a hug. Um, a big bear hug. They have Pacey's crying. I miss her so much. It's killing me, Pop. I know you do. So it's a nice yeah. moment right I just now. Wish, like it's it's really it's upsetting. Just we just don't trust it. No, I don't trust it, and that's what's upsetting because it's like I wish he had this moment. For, I want. I like this moment for Pacey because Pacey deserves this moment. But it's so hard to trust his father after all the shit we've seen and what we assume has been happening for years. It's so hard to think that like this one moment is going to change him. Like, yeah, I don't know about that. But I love it for for Pacey yeah. himself to be able to once confide. again. This is, in my opinion, stereotypical. A, a abusive parent yeah just you have all these good moments and then as soon as you do it makes you kind of like feel bad when you have bad moments because you're like oh but there was that one time where they were like really there for me so maybe they're not so bad like maybe they like he really does love me and you kind of like keep working towards the relationship in hopes that you get one more perfect moment with them. And that's why it's so hurtful when you keep getting hurt over and over and over again. Because it's like you keep going out and like trying to capture that perfect moment with your abusive parent. It's very heartbreaking. And I can see, I understand why PC is letting himself like go into it. Because like for those moments, it's perfect like what he wanted mm-hmm. he wants to and what he father. needs in that moment too because yeah. he's hurting so badly he needs yep. someone to understand the pain he's going through yeah um it's sad i mean more to come i'm sure on them in the future we'll see what happens in season three um yeah. but now we have to go to another sad parent child yeah. situation yeah. at the potter residence yeah. mike is looking at a picture of joey and her mom joey comes in and confronts her dad um Looks like total fucking shit. No offense, Joey. Oh, she, she looks like a mess. I think Katie Holmes slash the makeup department or whatever did an amazing job because she does yeah. look like she's really, really upset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he goes like, oh, where were you this morning? Like, I made you breakfast. And she's like, oh, I was with the police. Yeah, are no pretense, dealing- nothing. Yeah. Are you dealing drugs again, dad? And the her dad cries like instantly and admits to it. And yeah. she's like, Why? And he doesn't have an answer for her. You know, he wanted to provide for the family, but not just like survive, like actually provide. Mm. And I thought if I just made a little extra money, there'll be like a chance for us. And he's like, she says, yes, but like you were supposed to start a new life. Like you were supposed to come out of jail, start a new life. And he goes, Joey, you don't understand is like the burden I felt. And then she's like, well, we're a burden to you. And he's like, no, like you girls are a gift. But like this burden was self-inflicted. He's like, ever since I moved back in here with you, I've been haunted by the knowledge that I've failed you. And Joey just wishes that she was honest. He was honest because if he was honest about his, you know, money issues and they could have worked through it together. Yeah, Um, it's really sad knowing that he had a lot of outs and he didn't take any of them. Yeah, um, he had so many opportunities to choose a different path and he didn't. And yeah. the fact that I think the worst part for Joey is not necessarily the fact that he went back to dealing drugs, which obviously is huge. But the fact that he just lied to her face yeah. um, and she's like, I trusted you and you lied. You lied straight to my face. You ruined everything Bessie and I worked for. Like, 
I mean, beyond the fact that he completely, it's his fault the fire started at the ice house and they have nowhere to make a living anymore. Um, they could have been seriously injured. She's, we could have died and it'd be your fault. Like that's, that's yeah. awful. He's like, I know, I know. I've been like thinking about that nonstop. Um, and she goes like, I just wish that I died in the fire. Like, I don't know how to fix this. I'm sorry. And then Joey says, I'm sorry, too. I took care of this for you. And then she shows that she's wearing a wire and she's like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, don't be. They leave the house. The police are already there. They take him in. Bessie's there with an adorable Alex. Alex grew up in like a matter of like seconds. Yeah. And he's an adorable little 10 month old or however old this How little kid is very is. cute she's very upset she's i think mad at joey oh see i read that the complete opposite really? way really i read it so it looks like th- like they exchange a look and she like looks away as he looks at her like she's like i, I think can't she's believe mad at mr me. potter but i think she's mad at joey too oh see i don't she think walks so. right past joey maybe Maybe it's possible, but I just I read that as but she's sitting outside like she has to know what's going on. There's cop car. Like, what did she think? No, was she going knows, on? but she's mad that like I don't know. I guess, but, but I I just saw saw it as she was very disappointed in him. We'll have to track that. Yeah. Um, Dawson is there waiting for her and asks how she's feeling. What? She's like, of course she feels like shit, Dawson. <laughs> Stupid yeah. question. And he's like, is there anything I can do? And she's like, no, thank you. And she, he goes, you did the right thing, Joey. And she says, no, Dawson, you did the right thing. What I did, the word doesn't even come close to. We both did what we had to do. She is pissed off. Yeah. And, and she then, echoes him. Oh, what this I have was, to say, you're not going to like it. Yeah. What I have to say, you're not going to like. So I'll say it quickly. Whenever you use somebody else's ammunition against them, it hurts. Yeah, that was a way worse one. to yeah. use this line back at him um, is crazy. I hope one day that I will be able to forgive my father for all this. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to forgive myself, but I know that I will never forgive you. You see, Dawson, there's circumstances that love cannot overcome. And from now on, I don't want to know you. Whoa. So that was so much. So I have a question. Once, once, like, Dawson had told Joey about the whole, like, okay, we have to go to the cops, whatever, whatever. What did you expect was going to happen between Joey and Dawson? Like, did how did you expect their relationship to, to leave season two? Like, in what status? So I took this as... Dawson sacrificed his relationship with Joey, which he wants so badly, in order for Joey to be safe and mm-hmm. not in a dangerous position. And I I think that he knew fully, because, like, you know, she says these things. He doesn't really flinch. Obviously, it's hurting him. But he says, see ya, Joey. Like, he knows this is goodbye. So he you knows thought that they, they were going to break up as yeah, a result of this? like, they... This is crossing a line that he knows that they can't come back from at this moment. So is anybody and, in the wrong here besides Mr. Potter, who we've talked on and on about, obviously in the wrong, had many outs. Is, is Dawson is, is, is Dawson at fault? Um, no. Dawson, I don't think so I either. I think that nobody is really at fault. I think so that's you don't a very blame Joey. Difficult... You don't think what Joey does, does is like wrong? The, what she I, says think, to I think that she does. I think that. I don't think that she's necessarily right for blaming Dawson, 
But I can understand why she's upset with the situation and her young 16-year-old's mind is putting the blame on Dawson. You know, for her, she's like, you could have just kept quiet. And um, obviously, that's not morally what they should have done. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think it's really hard. I think also she has been in a situation when she was holding on to something um, with the Gail situation, and she kind of handled yeah. it like a little bit differently. Um, but a little I think bit that less, Dawson, yeah, less consequences there. But yeah, like, of course, yeah. yeah. I think that Dawson just, I think that he did do the right thing. I think that Joey did the right thing ultimately by you know go- going along with the cops and turning him in and doing the wire. Um, and getting I think the, the wire thing is wild to me. Like, I think that well, it's very hard. And I think that it would take a very specific person to be able to do that. Yeah, I just think like I thought the move was going to be like, have Joey convince her father to come to the cops and, you know, and, and snitch on the other guys. Like, I thought that's the move. Yeah. Um, but obviously he he had so many opportunities he didn't take them. I just think like ob- this is a classic case of like shoot the messenger, right? Like obviously like yes, Dawson is the sacrificial lamb here. Um, but I think I don't blame Joey. I mean, I think like I think saying like I don't want to know you is like very harsh and very hurtful. But I can understand her associating Dawson forever with this event and not being able to separate the two. Um, but yeah. I think I think what she says is extreme. And of course, she's 16 years old. And this is a very horrible thing that just happened to her. Um, yeah. But yeah, I yeah, I think that it's a very difficult situation. I understand why in an adolescent mind, why Joey is blaming Dawson. But I think that, you know, in the future, she's going to realize why that necessarily isn't the right thing to do is blame Dawson. She's going to realize that it's not his fault um, and that ultimately he just did, you know, what was was the quote unquote yeah. right thing to do. And I just, you know, I think that Dawson really, really matured this season. And I think that I want to give him the props that he deserves for not being a whiny bitch and sacrificing his love mm-hmm. um, to, and, you know, understanding. You know, this yeah. is very different from how he handled his previous breakup. This is very different how he handled the breakup from Jen. Yeah, you're right. Um, it was very mature. And it was, yeah. I mean, he didn't even attempt to be like, no, Joey, don't. You know what I mean? Like, he really yeah. gave her the space. He accepted it. He is like, you're right. Like, I understand by me doing yeah. this, this means that we're not going to be together. Yeah. But for your safety, I'm willing to make that sacrifice yeah. for you to be in a safe position. Yeah. No, so, I think I like this him. finale. I think it was a good finale. I think, like, yes, Do missing think- Andy, but, yeah, you know. Do you, um, yeah, a couple thoughts. Um. I really wish that we got to see like a split screen or like Andy and Mr. Witter actually have the conversation. Show, don't tell. I think that that would have made a big difference for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they want that um, that reveal, though, in the scene with with Pacey and his dad. Like, yeah. I don't think they want us to know what's coming. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to actually see Andy in that scene and that interaction. Um Number two, I'm curious, have you recently seen 
or do you, how well do you remember the finale to season one and how do you think it compares Oh, gosh. Okay, so season one finale, we had, like, Joey and Dawson kissing for the first time, right? We had that. Gramps passed away. Right. I think this season finale is better just because there was so much. Like, it was so heavy and there was it was action-packed. And I think we know the characters more now. We care about them more now. I mm-hmm. love the season one finale. I think it was wonderful. Um, but I think this one was a stronger episode. I don't even remember what page. I literally watched the season one season finale like less than a week ago. And I don't even remember what Pacey was doing. He probably didn't episode. have a very big part. He wasn't in the show a ton in season one. And no. which is why I think this is such a stronger finale because it has more at stake. We care way more. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they handled the ensemble cast a lot better mm-hmm. in season two. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think this finale is the stronger finale out of the two of them. Um, it's the season one finale is I think that beauty contest is so iconic, which is yeah. like the penultimate, penultimate episode. Yeah. And I think it just overshadows whatever yeah. the season finale did. Do you think that? Andy um, leaving and all of that whole storyline overshadowed this finale or no? I mean, obviously, we noticed. Ian's I don't absence, think so. But- I don't think so. Um, and I the reason why is because we see Pacey dealing with the fallout, which makes it not distracting. If yeah. we did not see Pacey like mention Andy or having it affect his schoolwork or having it affect his home life, then I think it would have really impacted my viewing of the episode but it's that acknowledgement that we keep asking for especially with Jen um we've been saying the last couple episodes like why is Jen like in like a hunky-dory mood honestly yeah after watching this episode I don't think that she was in a hunky-dory mood I think that she was really really hurting I really appreciate that too because I think like it turning into numbness makes a lot of sense Yes. And it makes me it just in the in the time period in those few episodes, it just felt weird. But now it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So uh, what I needed was acknowledgement about Andy in this episode of Pacey and how that affects him. So, no, I don't think that it affected the finale. Um, What do you do you feel that like it did? No, I think like I think you're right. I think that was obviously a very big moment. But I feel like this season has just been like ramping up the entire time. Like it was such a good good season. We had hardly any dead episodes. I mean, we'll obviously talk about this way more next next episode, next podcast. But like I felt like it was firing on all cylinders. I felt like I was riveted the entire time I was watching. Yeah, it was like um, I know you love to imitate roller coasters. <laughs> it was like a roller coaster that kept building and building and yes. building and building, and never really had like the fall, the descent down. Um, it just like really, and you know, the question next week is: Is season two too much? Like, did they use up too many amazing storylines mm. and too many plots? We'll talk about that next week because I think it's a good question. I would love to hear. What our audience thinks. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that season two? I know it's Pacey's Pond. I know it's the best. Arguably, people think it's the best season of Dawson's Creek that we're going to get. Is it too much in one season? Did we use all of the good stories for season two? That's going to be my question. Could this could we have saved some of this stuff for the future? Yeah. Yeah. Is there stuff to even look forward to? Yes, that I can say yes. Okay. Um, is it is it just the meme of Dawson crying? <laughs> That's one of them. That's one of them. For I sure. got I gotta tell you, after that, after I watch it, 
my soul is just going to die. I'm going to have nothing else to live for. <laughs> I shouldn't say that after this episode. Yeah. But mm, whatever. But it's one of those things where like, yeah, I mean, there's still plenty to, to enjoy about Dawson's Creek. Well, you know, we'll get to it. We'll okay. get to season three. All right. So we got like some good feedback. We yes. got some general feedback. We have some um, episode specific feedback. Okay. Um, we got Tom Palmer writing in the speech with Jen is probably my second favorite Jen scene in the entire series. I hope y'all have come around to Jen and Graham's. Um. We have come around to Grams. That's true. I we, think, I like Grams a lot. I think that the Jen and Grams relationship. I need to see season three to see how it pans out. I'm not sold that they're going to be completely fine at this point. Hapo as individuals. Okay, Grams. We hard. We had a lot of absent Grams this season. I did. I like her more than I liked her in season one. I could tell you that much. Um, and Jen, I think she had a really bad season and we, yeah. we did not enjoy Jen this season. She was the punching bag. I will say I really enjoyed the speech though. And I think mm-hmm. it is like, we're talking about that roller coaster or whatever, you know, the bell curve, whatever. She is at the bottom, bottom, bottom mm-hmm. right now. She only has up to go. And she I only think, has, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think like this speech is bring. she's on the rise for me. This is, um, air of season, um, season one. Jen early season one Jen yes this that and it's speech. exactly yeah. yeah the decline of Jen happened exactly at the tail end of season one no one it was like mid-season one wasn't it mm. it was oh you know it was towards the end it was towards the end of season one I remember saying like wow we really like Jen in the beginning and then she just took a nosedive mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so it's been like a full season we've used Jen as the punching bag yeah we'll discuss how we want to see we'll see we'll talk about the Jen evolution in the last two seasons and what we hope to see from Jen in the future mm-hmm. um okay we have a email from Derbeck Kelly. Ooh. Okay, ladies. So we're wrapping up with season two, and I feel like this is a pretty crappy week for the Creek Creeps. We got Pacey reverting back to his old ways. So where he's not even trying in school. Jen threatening suicide for um, not a great look. Um, like, you know, and like more of like, a, you know, it's I, I think with like people... And I, I, I'm, I, I'm like the, this too. Sometimes I make jokes and like, you know, and what am I trying to say here? Like you don't think people will take what you're saying seriously? Seriously. Yeah. But you have to listen to when people are even joking about it. You gotta, you gotta listen to what they're saying. Yeah. You know yeah, what Jen I mean? Jen is hurting and it's very obvious. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, sometimes, you know. Sometimes people are making jokes because that's their coping mechanism. Yeah. So I just want to encourage everybody to like listen. There's that whole thing. Listen to your strong friends because they're they could be struggling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and no. Um, so continue with the email and no Andy in this episode. Sad face. Well, Joey being absolutely ridiculous to Dawson. Yeah, Joey, you're right. Dawson 
is a terrible human being um, looking out for you, um, for your well-being. That's true. I know we hate to talk about the most infuriating part of the episode, but it had to be Gail. Yeah. Where does she get off? What we lost? You mean what you ruined? Uh, does she forget that she was the one having the affair? Also, all season, she complains she wants Mitch back. And then when he comes back, she says, no. Um, OK. Anyways, watch this one at work. So here are my quick thoughts. Looking forward to the season recap. Uh, yeah, like Gail kind of we're going to have to like really think about this with like Gail because, yeah, we have this entire season um, and she was very in the beginning. She was very impatient with Mitch mm-hmm. um, trying to like heal like she her, you know, in the beginning, she was just like dealing with like their issues with like trying to be like let's have sex and like yeah bury this oh i alive. bought out all of um victoria's pleasure palace and whatever yeah yeah yeah, pleasure yeah. Palace. yeah 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 and so yeah and now that you know her entire season of wishing and hoping uh he came back and she says no is it we have to think is this her way of regaining the power or is she really wanting to work on herself and then what is the thing that um, that really turned it around. I don't know. Yeah, I think that, I don't know. It is very back and forth and it is very frustrating to have 20 something episodes of Gail complaining that she wants Mitch back only to deny him in the season finale. Mm-hmm. We'll have to get into our full Gail and what Mitch What we arc, want but... is for them to get back together and shut up or get divorced Thank and you. shut up. Decisions, people. Make a decision and stick to it. That's enough of this. What we don't want is... Season three. Oh, so help me God. Tell us that going back and forth. Are we going to get back together? Are we going to get a divorce? Are you dating Nicole? Are you not dating Nicole? That's what you don't want. They better make a decision by like third episode in or I swear to God, Sarah, I will. Rage. I can't do this for another season. I, I really rage. can't. I really, really can't. Um, We got an email from Linda. Linda. Uh, hey, Sarah and Jess, parental discretion advice. More like parental dumbasses abound. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, this episode brings even more brilliant performances from Joshua Jackson. Pacey handing out, hanging out the ice house makes you look n- bad. Not you slapping your own son across the face. Get your priorities in check, uh, Mr. Douchebag. Um, as if I care the way Mr. Witter makes my blood boil. Um, yep. Some girl has some a few screw looses. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's that's once again not Linda's no, writing. That's Sarah. It's just that's, that's my Sarah writing all over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pacey punching his dad in the face is literally all of us. Nobody talks about our precious angel Andy like that. Uh, I say no. That is not right. Pacey being physically abused was alluded to in uncharted waters. Now we see Pacey is indeed a victim of physical abuse. And the way Pacey reaches his breaking point, you can tell it's been going on for way too long. I feel Mm -hmm. like he's finally standing up to his dad because Andy showed him he deserves better. So agree with you, Linda. Right on track as if you were here. Uh, She really is. She's like the she's like the invisible third co-host who just says exactly what we're thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Damn right. 
you deserve to be punched. Andy isn't even in the same town, and she still manages to help Pacey by opening his dad's eyes to the amazing person Pacey is. Mm -hmm. The part where Mr. Witter says Andy asks to give him something and hugs Pacey, who then cries into his shoulder, and he holds him makes me full-on ugly crying. The the way those tears flow down Pacey's face, my heart can't handle it. Do you think those were real tears, Jessica? Or do you think that they had to do like the get the all like, the eyedroppers seawater spray? No, yeah. I think that those real, are real tears. tears. I feel like yeah. he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. I really want to believe everything that happened in this episode was a wake up call for Mister Witter. I just don't know if things yeah. could be fixed so easily and it doesn't get erased with the damage from years of abuse. Yeah, that's what we said. Um. Jack reaching out for Jen's hand and pulling her into a hug. This scene hits me so hard. I'm the queen of isolating when things get bad. I feel like the scene is so relatable to a lot of people. So thankful Jen and Jack found each other. This is the type of friend Jen has been needing in her life. Their friendship yes. is everything. 90s song of the week is That I Would Be Good by Alanis Morissette when Jen comes home. Oh, I re- yes, I know that song. Yep. I one. love Alanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. Um, plot twist, Gramps has a new roomie. Welcome home, Jack. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just like three three roommates, Jack, Jen, and Grams. What a weird Best trio. friends forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can, but what I want to see from Jack and Jen um, as roommates is like them going to the attic and like the scene in Now and Then when they're like trying on like... <laughs> their grandparents clothes like i hope like jack tries on like a big floppy hat with like a feather and like jen's like sitting there with like one of those like cigarettes on a stick and they're like with the old big old costume jewelry yeah yeah hello jennifer and jennifer what are you doing jack (laughs) like i hope that that's what they do um Joey literally told her dad she was with the police. He didn't think that she might be wearing a wire or did he suspect it and wanted to go back to prison? I think it could I be I really both. hate. Yeah. yeah, it could be. I really hate that Joey is put in that position. Why didn't they try a wire with Dawson? Hmm. Why automatically put that burn on Joey? It really sucks to be Dawson. He did what he felt like he had to do to keep Joey and her family safe. Now he's the one to take the blame. I guess right now it's easiest for Joey to blame to put Joey um, to, bl- to blame Dawson. Well, I guess right now it's easiest for Joey to put the blame on him. My heart breaks for Joey having to carry the guilt of sending your dad back to prison, plus the strain this will most likely put on her and Bessie's relationship. That concludes the emotional roller coaster that is Seasons <laughs> Creek season. Dawson's Creek season two. So sad it's over. It really is the best. Yes. Thank Tragedy. You, Thank you, Linda. Um, I have some general emails or messages as well. Okay. Um, my sister, Miranda, who listens to our podcast, says, um, I just want to say Kevin Williamson leaves a lot of his shows early. It's not uncommon. He was the co-executive producer on The Vampire Diaries oh. and left early to that as well. So m- Mr. Kevin like, eh, I'm bored. I'm out. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to bounce. Uh, very interesting. So we'll talk about uh, Kevin Williamson and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, his impact of leaving the show soon. And then I have an email from Elsa or and she she just has some general concerns about um, me in particular. (laughs) So it's the nicest way. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) Okay. so last week there was a lot. There was a little bit of a discussion about how will I handle the future? 
of uh, Pacey's relationships. So she wrote, I don't know who handles the social media, so I won't drop any spoilers here. Thank you, Elsa. But I really hope that Sarah is going to go into the JC relationship with more of an open mind for her sake, as well as 90% of the fandom. I'm already getting a knot in my stomach when she shits on JC. Maybe that says a lot about me. By the way, I truly love your podcast. You two are so funny. Thank you for calling us funny. Um, By the way, (laughs) this is about Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Um, Okay. My, in my defense, I was having a moment last week. I was in emotional despair and it's just a little hard for me. I think the thing is, is so far all you know is PC and Andy. together. Well, oh, yeah. That, yes, yes, yes. I meant like then, as a relationship, yes. that's really all you know. You only really saw like a Joey Pacey thing like once when they were looking for snails, right? Like oh, that was yes, a flash in the hunts. pan. Yeah. And so like I, I think it's yes. tough to imagine Pacey with somebody else when you see him with Andy. So like I totally yes. get that. And I think yeah. I think you have an open mind when it comes up. Yeah. Well, I what I will say is it very much depends on how the show resolves Andy yeah. and Pacey and starts Joey yeah. and Pacey. Yeah. If it happens organically, I will be happy and I will get my JC flag and fly it high <laughs> in the sky. So yeah. trust me. I also will. all the listeners out there, Sarah handles the social media, so. If you need to, like, you know, send in spoilery thingies, send DM me on on Twitter or Instagram, and I I can and I'm at yeah. the Jess Sterling. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so um, thank you so much for everybody for the feedback. I am so excited to get into season two recap and hear all your thoughts about season two in general. Um, so yeah, uh, we got some fashion hour. We do have some fashion hour. All righty. I am starting things off with the Rachel Green Award, the most 90s outfit. Um, I'm starting off here right at the beginning of the episode with Joey Potter. Um, she is wearing a dark denim pant. Looks to be kind of like carpenter pants, um, with that side pocket there, kind of like a darker denim. Um, and she, the reason I chose this outfit is because she is wearing a light blue short sleeve shirt that is uh that has a blue butterfly in on the chest classic 90s move classic i think this is like a limited to special oh yes oh yes i think i had this shirt or something extremely similar yeah i know that shirt yep yeah um what do you so what do you think of this outfit I mean, it's a classic. Butterflies. What's more 90s than butterflies? Yeah. Butterflies are coming back. People love butterflies. Eh, I'm over butterflies. I, you know what? I think I'm going to go full in on the butterfly clip. No. <laughs> what about I saw I saw a big butterfly clip and it's like a clip. Oh, for the back? Cl- for okay. the back. I think I can okay. get on board with that. I'm going to gonna Amazon that real quick. Uh, uh, maybe I could get one in time for you, too. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> uh, I like it. I like I like the shirt. The pants are fine. Yeah, Very nice. Fine. Uh next up we have Gail and this is that awkward scene with her and Mitch when they're sitting on that picnic table. Um she is wearing a maxi skirt that is floral. It's like a cream color with some floral print on it. She's wearing a um white like kind of like a cable knit but like very thin looking um sweater. Uh she has these like what look to be like a brown high-heeled boot. Uh, her hair is like half up. I actually think her hair looks really pretty here. Um, she kind of has it like clipped in the back. And then her her makeup is kind of the same as it always is. Like a kind of like a nudie reddish lip. You know, whatever. 
What do you think? Mama G is giving me like Fleetwood Mac, like yes. Rhiannon vibes. Like I'm loving it. Like I love like a witch in the Cape side. Mm-hmm. Like just just Stevie nixing it up. Love the long skirt. Love the cream sweater. The booties make the outfit. The hair is a moment. Like love the whole vibe. Yes. Uh, and lastly, rounding out this list, we have Pacey. This is when he's at the docks having the conversation with his father. He's wearing what I believe to be brown corduroy pants. Um, and then on the top, he is wearing like a white V-neck shirt with kind of like a dark blue, uh, you know, um, what is that called along the neckline? Uh, anyway, it's like an accent. And Collar? then Yes, the co- yeah, kind of like a collar. And then he's wearing a denim jacket over top of it. That's kind of the reason I chose this outfit is mostly because of the denim jacket. Um, and then he looks to be wearing kind of like skatery type of shoes, like Vans or something. They're kind of like mm. a tan color. Yes. I like it. Like, I like the the jean jacket on PC. I think his hair color is finally back to normal. <laughs> um, and he he's looking like good and fresh, fresh and good. I, I like it. So who are you I don't giving have any complaints? Final Rachel oh, Green of the season. Gail. Uh, Gail. Gail. I like it. I like this outfit. Good job, Gail. Good job, Gail. Woo. Um, Always serving looks. Yes. Le serving looks. Uh, up next, we have the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness for the most timeless outfit. Up first, we have Jennifer. Uh, this is when she is at school with Jack sipping on her morning coffee. She's wearing light denim jeans, a um, what looks to be like a, a light lavendery purple shirt. And of course, over top of it, and the reason I chose the outfit, is a black peacoat. Peacoats are classic to me. I have like a bazillion of them. I think they're adorable. I think they look cute. They instantly fancy up an outfit. And her hair isn't looking so bad. She doesn't have any clips in it. It's growing out. It's looking decent now. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this jacket on Jen. I also agree. Her hair looks very clean this Mm -hmm. episode. So thankful for that. Um, The pants look like a little tighter to the legs. So they're Mm -hmm. like a little bit more modern than like the baggy jeans. I like this look. I like this coat. I like this look from Jen a lot. Yes. Next up, we have Mr. Mitch Leary himself. Uh, this is in the episode, excuse me, the scene where um, they're sitting on the screen in porch. Him and um, Gail are chatting. Uh, he is wearing, tough to tell on the pants. They're kind of like look to be like a brown, just a general like dockers or something. Um, on the top, though, he has like a plaid button down. And he the main reason I chose this outfit was because of this like leathery type of jacket. It's like it looks to be either dark brown or black. Kind of tough to tell. It might be black. Um, but it looks a little bit worn in. I think he looks good in this outfit. Yeah, Mitch is, um, he's a difficult one because he's a brat, but he always <laughs> dresses well. Yeah. And I never have a complaint about what he looks like. Um, he loves Arm Day mm-hmm. and I won't ever forget it. Yeah. And last on the list, we have Pacey Witter. Uh, this is in the scene where he's um, uh, talking to his dad outside near the cop car when the um, ice house catches on fire. Uh, so he's wearing denim jeans, kind of like white and black sneakers. And the main reason I chose this was because I thought this um this like polo-y Henley type of sweater thing was really nice. It was it's like a dark gray and then it has like light gray and red um, different size stripes across uh, horizontal stripes going across the front. And I just thought like I feel like you could find this in like a preppier type of store now. 
Yeah, I I mean, I think that Pacey's fashion has evolved this season. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing. The sweater is not that bad. He loves sweaters. He's always he like the king of sweaters. Um, but I think I'm going to give it to Jen this week. All righty. Jen gets the award. So congratulations Jennifer. to Gail and Jen, the, the duo that loves to dine together. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That is our final fashion hour of the season. We will go over the points and who won next episode. For a reminder, next episode is not our season three premiere. We are recapping all of season two, kind of our thoughts, giving out our general opinions and everything. We are going to rank the characters favorite least favorite episodes and such if there's anything specifically that i haven't mentioned that you want us to talk about uh send it in send in your feedback at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram shit 90s pod at gmail.com and sarah do you know we also have a website yeah we have a website now www.shit90spod.com where you can check our episodes if there's something specific that you're looking for you can search it up um you can also leave us a voicemail so if you want to um you know send in a voicemail give us your thoughts we'll be able to play on the pod and react and all that good stuff um and yeah you could I don't know. Do other fun stuff on our website. Only time to can tell. Leave us a review. Five stars. Five star review on iTunes. That would be nifty. A nifty gifty. But I'm really excited to talk about the episode next week or the season next week. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching season three premiere, which we're actually watching together. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this. Yes. Um, or, you know, when it comes out, when this podcast comes out, we would have already seen it. So we're having, um, uh, a slumber party. Sarah hates slumber parties, but she's willing to make an exception for me and me only. Yeah. We're having a slumber party. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it because we are doing upcoming, upcoming, uh, we are doing a, we have a, 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 what is it called? An a special bonus podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our one-year anniversary of the podcast is coming up September yeah. 3rd. Mark your calendars, people. We're going to have a special bonus podcast coming out. We're going to record live together. Yeah. And we might I as well reveal like we it now because people. we're going to tweet about yeah. it. So let's tell we're them. We're going to tweet about it. Okay. So we are doing a bracket of 90s snacks and drinks. Do you think Dunkaroos are the best snack from the 90s? Do you think that Lunchables are the winner? Only time will tell. We yeah. have 26 snacks slash drinks to try. Um, and we will determine what is the best 90s snack. I'm so excited. So send available. in your thoughts. That's We're going to tweet out the bracket. Uh, yeah. Send us in your thoughts and, and just wait for the podcast to drop on the third on our one year anniversary. I can't believe it. It's coming up. Yeah. It's so exciting. It's unbelievable. It really is. I can't believe Terribly it. Terribly excited. I'm, it's going to be great. Yes. Um, and if you did not catch our August bonus podcast, you can listen to us talk about Remy Michelle's high school reunion, just the two of us. Um, we also talked about 10 Things I Hate About You with Kirsten McInnes. That was both podcasts were a lot of fun mm-hmm. for September. We have a Robin Williams month that we're going to have you, the listeners, choose which two movies we are going to cover. Look out for the poll on our social media. Anything else, Jessica? Uh, I think you can catch me on Community Building over at Post Show Recaps if you'd like to give that a listen. Josh and I talk about community every week. We are into season two. Very exciting. Give that a listen. 
And I think that is that is everything. We talked a lot about this finale. We have a lot more to cover next week on our season two wrap up. Uh, go give Boy Meets World a listen as well if you haven't already. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for sticking through with us through season two. It's been a wild ride. We've really enjoyed it. Can't wait to get into season three. Have a good one, everybody. Shit 90 shows taught me. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.